0: Talking Talkin tunes. Hey, you're listening to Talking Tunes. My name is Wackle and I'm your host in this podcast and also a music producer and enthusiast. This podcast series is a music podcast with greatly talented musicians talking music. Each episode is focused on one artist and one song of their choosing. And today I'm talking with Salima. She is a Copenhagen-based singer and songwriter and one of her most beloved traits, at least for me, is her voice, which has a really nice and interesting sound. Today we're talking about her song Low Life and we're gonna go into depth of especially the vocal recording and editing of the track, how she wrote it and we're also gonna talk a bit about her experience with songwriting sessions awesome music podcast this podcast is part of girls are awesome which is a media platform and brand dedicated to increasing and redefining female representation we've been running a couple of years now and we work in a number of different ways to create more representation we tell positive stories about inspirational women and our editorial platform is at the heart of our dna We're big fans of the offline world and have created a talks platform called Girls Are Talking where we invite wildly different women to share stories from their lives. We partner with venues and clubs representing female artists and we create product collaborations and content partnerships with brands. Our crew is a mix of guys and girls united around the idea that gender should never be a limitation and we strive to make spaces to give women a voice. Thank you for listening. First up, let's take a listen to Salima's song, Low Life. Take me
1: downtown, where the dreams are bigger, got changed for one round, no need to hold your liquor, gamble with our best behavior, cause they already call us failures, lost yet found now. Let's not care about figures Maybe we grew up on the wrong street With the wrong name, with a different future Blinded by the sound of the concrete That we can't tame, keep moving closer Tell me what you wanna do, we can
2: I am called Sarah. I make music. My artist's name is Sulaima. My producer, who I work with very closely, um, he he likes to call it garage pub, and I kind of like that description of it. It's it's like the idea of us sitting in like our parents' garage, just like hitting on pots and pans and guitars and blah blah. blah. But I guess, like, you would say it's it's electronic pop music, but with very, like, we like to use very organic instruments and organic sounds. Nick, my producer, he's called Vesco as well, is kind of my uh, better half in music. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, actually, I, I've always been doing music, but mainly on the side, like, always had something else like studying or traveling or la 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 and um, yeah then what I wanted to do we just we just liked writing and I liked writing and then we started writing some songs and I think we thought we should release them or like give them to others sell them or stuff and then we just ended up liking them a lot this was with uh, Vesco. Nick and then a guy called William. He calls himself Vera. He has his own project now. Um, and then we just liked them, and I, I thought, it felt like I had to release them in my own name because it was kind of for me somehow. And then we just started started working. Like very, it was very slow. Like just releasing a couple of songs on the on SoundCloud by ourselves and. Um, Since then, me and Nick just kind of stuck together. And every time I do anything, it it goes to him first. Like even if I write a song abroad or by myself, he'll have it and like just, because yeah, we know each other so well and he, yeah, it just makes sense that way. And I feel very, very lucky to have a guy like him. That's, yeah, I think that's something you have you have to be very lucky to find someone like that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I think you're right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's He's almost like finding a mate or something. Yeah. <laughs> <but music.
2: laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes even harder than finding that. I think because yeah, you have to be so. You just have to agree so much on like these things, and it's a very like right now we're just closing my next EP, and it's. You have to be so, uh, uh, you have to agree so much. Like there's so many choices, like the sound of a snare drum or the sound of a bass or if we should reverse the guitar or like small, small choices. And if every time you have to like discuss it or be like, "Uh, no, I don't like that. And the other is like, like with Nick, we just know like, ah, that's the snare sound because... We like that.
0: Let's talk about low life. I wrote it
2: in Sweden with uh, we were it that was one of those songs where it's like you go into a session and you're like we were three people a producer and me and another songwriter and it was just like It was a lot of fun actually, and then it turned out sometimes with songs you do this way I feel like they have to like sink in somehow. In the beginning I was like, this is a really really good song. But then, uh, yeah, we talked about pitching it to Snake Hips and they kind of liked it and we were all like, this is a really good (laughs) idea. But then I kind of fell in love with it again and that's what I often do when I write like this. Then I got the beat and I like redid the lyrics Mm -hmm. because that's uh, something that can be, lyrics can be difficult to do with many people, especially many people that you don't know. So I wrote it, rewrote it and uh, yeah. Then we um, made it like 100% my own, and then Nick had it. (laughs) And yeah, then it ended up as something that feels very much like mine. (coughs) We started out with the vocal sample. Like we all like that. And um, then we did the chords, and then uh, we started writing the melody. Yeah. And um, that part went quite fast, actually. (laughs) And then uh, while then, that's how it usually works, then the writers will like, when the chords are down, the writers will write melody and lyrics, and the producer will just sit by himself, try to do some small production mm. and Then at the end of the day, then I sang it, and we had a song. Take me downtown,
1: mm. Where the dreams are bigger, got for one round. No need to
2: hold your
1: liquor.
2: We had this concept of low life, but it was a bit more like. Uh it was not in a personal way for me. It was more like um people out in the streets having fun drinking, smoking, stuff like that and uh, it was a f- fun song, I think, but it didn't feel it didn't feel that much like me. Mm. but uh, some of the elements in it reminded me of like someone. I know, <laughs> and uh, that was that was also why I think I wanted to bring this song further, because there was these elements of something very dear to me and someone very dear to me in it. And I kind of just changed changed it into that,
1: mm.
2: yeah, cool. But kept the, like the hook of the song, uh, which is low life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Before you can say before it was a little bit more of a party song. I've never tried not redoing lyrics because it's and actually production as well. But but and like who can like you write a song in one day? Sometimes you write two songs in one day. Like obviously if you want it to be super good and if you want it to be super personal you have to work a bit more on it that makes sense me and nick sometimes like make 11 versions of a song before it's really done where you it just takes time i think for me at least that's how it works for me i record almost all of my vocals in my bedroom at home Mm. I just have like a small studio set up like a, a sound card and a mic and um, a my computer and I just yeah do it by myself. I like to do it on my own actually. Yeah. It, it takes I I use a lot of time on it and um yeah, I kind of just when I'm on my own, it I can I can try out all kinds of ideas and that's the best way for me definitely. Usually I cut the vocal like I put in the vocals when I write the song but just like bah very quick mm. and then uh, I redo them when we have to finish. Yeah. So that's how we do it. And then of course there's someone mixing them and mastering the track and all of that.
1: Maybe we grew up on the wrong street with the wrong name with a different future by the sound of the concrete that we can't tame.
2: Closer. Often in music it's like the verse you pl- you just sing it like you only have one voice and then maybe you have like dubs in the chorus and a harmony and stuff like that. That's that's how I like to do it I think. It's very, it, it differs actually. And also um, I like to play a lot with a lot of like vocal effects, both like Reversing my vocals and pitching it up and down and tuning it very hard and or not at all and All of that kind of stuff. That's kind of my instrument. So yeah, sometimes we also use it like this like You can even play with it or like like an like a instrument like sample it and put it down on the piano and just Yeah, I think that's a lot of fun. We are all singing on it actually like Nick is singing a lot of and I'm singing and my boyfriend Rasmus is singing and because we wanted this choir is feeling like there is some kind of community like hopeful community feeling in the chorus and we just wanted to yeah bring that forward by singing all of us so I think there's like 50 dubs in the chorus. Yeah, I, all I think of us succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us we were in the summer house finishing the stuff. Me and Nick and my boyfriend Rasmus is doing music as well. And he was like in the other end of the house. And we just got drunk and just like yelled in the microphone. All of us, tell me what you want. And I think it really, it gave it a lot of life. When you get signed to a, a label, they of course uh, tend to, they want to work the songs you make. Of course, that's why you do this collaboration. But um, so they talk a lot about like Spotify streams and Spotify charts and uh, radio stations and blah, all of that stuff. And sometimes that can be a, a little demotivating actually because then you tend to worry about like what if it doesn't happen and what if it doesn't like uh, like I think it's a very um, superficial way of thinking about how a song goes but when that's said it's like it's also a very idealistic way of thinking about music because there's always been these kind of there's always been like charts and uh, sales and stuff like that, and now it's just like in a more immediate way somehow. Like the first day you release a song, you actually know how it goes. And um, yeah, as I said before, I try not to. I try to be happy that I release music that I like.
0: So if you were to describe how you measure the song going well or not so good, if it's not in numbers,
2: then actually that's. That's a, a, a longer process, I think, because, for example, playing a song live when it has been out for s- some time, then you can really feel how it, how how people have reacted to it or are reacting to it. I think so. That's something that's so amazing. Like I first I played my first headline shows like a couple of weeks ago, and it was just so amazing to see people's reaction to meet people first of all but also to see their reaction to the music like we're all in our small basements just sitting like ah we're not getting any daylight for like a year and then we go out and play that music and it's just so overwhelming to see like people sing along and people dancing to the stuff and all that kind of yeah all those things
0: yeah so it's still some kind of like a physical reaction but it's it's not in numbers but it's more in yeah in, in feelings maybe yeah but
2: still like like i also just enjoy like to be able to release a song that you really like is somehow a reward in itself mm. uh and i think that's that's sometimes what we tend to forget when thinking too much about numbers and charts and stuff like that. Yeah. Because it can somehow take the joy of just releasing music. But yeah, it's it's a very I I, it's a dilemma somehow because I also like um this is what I do for a living and we have to be able to earn money and we I want to get my music out to as many people as possible and that's also why you get happy when it is streaming well and blah 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 but yeah i think it's the balance for me at least Some of my favorite days, where me and Nick, uh, we just go to the studio and work for like on new music for a full day. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's just amazing. Also, we've been traveling a lot this year. That's a lot of fun as well to start doing.
0: So, playing shows in Europe?
2: Playing shows in the UK mainly, but also in Sweden and Norway a lot. And then... I'm writing a lot outside of Denmark. That's another way you can write. Like, me and Nick write together a lot and I write by myself a lot. But then I also go to mostly London or Stockholm to write with like people.
0: Different producers? Yeah, different
2: producers and different songwriters. And that's a new thing for me. I never wrote with like when you go into a session like a songwriting session. That's a big thing yeah. I have found out <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah that's just um, something I've been doing a lot and I think for me like for me regarding writing it's very important to have different ways like going in session is one way and it's a lot of fun and you're many people and it's like ah you just you don't think that much you just like throw in ideas and you're like let's just make a fucking good song and maybe it's not for me maybe it's not for you maybe it's for i don't know hopefully justin bieber (laughs) (laughs) and if with when it's with myself by the piano mostly it's like a way like more personal process that i invite people into down the line somehow and when it's with Nick it's like a whole another thing it's like just the two of us having like this special bond we've been building up together and riding in our way and I think that's a very very important thing for me (laughs) sessions in the beginning I've only been doing it for like maybe half a year and um, that was really scary because yeah It's, and very, uh, like, very, I learned, or I'm learning so much from it. Because you can't have any, like, uh, what do you say in English? You can't be shy, or you can't be, like, you just have to be, like, whatever, guys. Let's just do something, you know? And that's, like, I'm learning a lot. And I think I had, like, a, what do you say? I was kind of, uh, pretty. Judges, how do you say that? Yeah, I think that it is. Yeah, towards that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I had this idea that you write your own songs by yourself uh, probably Like, that's how you do this, and it has to be like... And I think that's kind of a... I don't think that's one right way, definitely. But uh, for me, this was a way of learning from others as well, and them learning from me, and... Yeah, I think you're somehow forced to think in another way Yeah And that's quite healthy, I think You have to be able to just sit down and write a song even though you don't have like big emotions that that they and that's definitely a change for me Like, I never wrote like that ever before. It was more like, no, I don't feel it today. I don't have anything to say. But if you want to be able to go into a session every day and write a song, you can't be like, uh, like have heartaches every morning, like waking up. Oh, so I think like I also um, just train very much to be able to write good songs. But then again, the best ones, the ones ending up on an EP, for example, is often the ones where you really felt something and had something to say, I think.
0: Bye for today and thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
1: with a different future blinded by the sound of the concrete that we can't tame keep moving closer tell me what you wanna do we can hold on all up. what's the city. with a different future blinded by the sound of